You're tuned into Bailey's podcast with Monisa. You're tuned into Bailey's podcast with Benita. Hi guys, welcome back to Bailey's podcast with Benita. It is your girl Benita. We are back today with another podcast for the ones that follow us on Instagram, which is at Bailey's podcast or at Bailey's podcast with Benita on all of our socials. You will see that I am actually going to be doing my hair journey story today. So I'm going to be sharing with you guys my hair journey, which I've been on for quite a few years actually if you really actually think about it but before we get into that guys um like I said in the last podcast we're actually doing a collaboration so one of the companies we're doing a collaboration with is called Bad Fish Studio so Bad Fish Studio they create merch they do different t-shirts and hoodies and things like full color images to bold color vinyls for things such as metallic leather and many more other prints so I'm going to play you the advert right now. So if you guys listen to it and you're interested, please search them on Instagram, which is at Badfish Studio. And if you go on their website, which is in their bio for their Instagram, and if you purchase anything and type in the code Baileys, you will get 10% off. So that's on me, guys. So listen to the advert and I'll be back with you in a bit. Have you ever thought that should be on a t-shirt? Well now it can. At Badfish Studio, we create one-of-a-kind t-shirts, hoodies and more from just £15. Get a favourite slogan, awesome picture or anything in between and wear it around town. It's less commitment than a tattoo. We can do full colour images or bold colour vinyl including metallic, leather and carbon fibre look, glow in the dark, reflective and even rainbow or glitter but all you snazzy unicorns out there. Because we love you, the podcast community, we want to give you 10% off your order by using the code Baileys. Oh, and if you are content creators, we have free merchandise options that will help you start making money from your labour of love. So shoot us a message on Facebook at Badfish Merch, Instagram at Badfish Studio, or fill in the form at www.badfishmerch.com. Badfish Studio. Be unique. Be Badfish. So guys, with all the information that you just heard from the advert, please be sure to follow them on Instagram. And like I said, make order, you can't go wrong, there's 10% off using code BABIES, yeah? So guys, now we're going into the podcast. So, like I said guys, it's going to be my hair journey. So, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I started to take my hair journey much more serious this year, to be honest. Because, um, why really? I don't know, it's just, everyone just seems to be going natural, and it's really, well... In a sense, it is the best way forward to be using natural products for your hair because obviously your health is wealth and everything like that. So I just decided to take my hair journey really serious. But when I actually sat down and I actually started making notes on it, I actually really thought that my hair journey has actually started from when I was in college. So I must have been about 18 years old. So bearing in mind, I'm 24 now that I've been on this hair journey. So I'll just really start when I was in um, year seven, really. So obviously year seven, you just start secondary school. Them times there, my mum was still doing my hair, you know, like with the big old bubbles in your hair and the colour, colour elastic band. So my mum was doing my hair and my hair was really at its healthiest, I'm not even going to lie. And then by the time I got into, I think it was year eight or year nine, that's when everybody started perming their hair, guys. Like proper perming. What was what was the perm called with the um the yellow tub with the purple linen tub, right? I think it's called motions or something like that. That's when I started perming my hair. And I remember 
I kept complaining to my mum and I said to my mum, oh my God, all my friends got their hair perm, oh, their hair looks so nice, it was straight and everything like that. And back then my hair was really, 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 really thick. Like it was crazy. And my hair colour is quite weird as well. So my hair colour is really light brown. So it was like thick and light brown. It just looked a mess. So after begging my mum, I think for a couple of months, my mum was like, you know what, okay, she'll just take me to the hairdresser and we will see about a perm. So I went to my local hairdresser's, was literally across the road from my house. And um, yeah, they basically perm my hair. I remember she greased up my scalp with Vaseline and then she was putting this perm in my hair and she was like, oh, sit down if it burns, let me know. And I remember just sitting down there smelling this pink poop smell, like seriously. And I didn't actually realise that perm stunk a poop, like it was really bad. But I remember that day, like exactly, so I was just sitting down there and I remember after, and she washed it out and I got my hair done. I was like, oh my God, I was so happy because my hair was so straight. It was shiny. It was silky. Like I was just really, really, really happy until <laughs> my hair started to break. So in year seven, my hair was actually quite like a really good length. Like it was really, really, really good length because my family has good hair. So my hair was really, really, really good and it was healthy. Then after I got the perm, I think it was about two months after I got the perm, my hair started to break, guys. When I mean it started to break, it was a really, really, really bad breakage. So I remember why I did in secondary school is because everybody had fringes then. I always cut the front of my hair so it didn't look so bad. And it got to the point where when you kept cutting, 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 and then how it worked was the parting for the cutting that I used to do was like a big old square parting in the front of my head. When it wasn't thrown back, what I used to do was go further back to the parting. So I was putting more hair in it and then cutting the more, more of my hair. So it was really, really, really bad. And then my hair got really short. It wouldn't grow. And it was just, oh, it was just a mess, a hot mess, literally. So because I was still young then and I still wanted my hair to be straight and I wanted my hair to be silky, I was straightening my hair with the perm. So imagine with the heat and the damage already from the perm already. It wasn't really a good mixture. And then on top of that, I decided to perm my hair myself. So I remember going to PAX and I remember buying the big old motions tub and the big old Vaseline and I was doing it myself. And to be honest, like, God knows what I was thinking when I was younger. God knows what I was thinking. That, like, when I saw the breakage, I was like to myself, you know what, I should have just listened to my mum. I should have just used the hot comb. To be honest, like, all them times my mum used to bum me on my ear with a hot comb, I was missing it because my hair was just literally ruined. I couldn't even tie my hair up in a hair bag. But then um, I think it's when I got to college, I made the decision to go natural. Actually, yeah, it was when I went to college, I made the decision to go natural. So obviously when you go to college, it's a different scene, it's a different scenery. Everyone's hairstyle is completely different. That's when everyone started walking weaves. And I remember um, I met my, literally my long time best friend in college. Big up to my friend Nicolina. I have to put her on the spot. Big up my friend Nicolina. Introduced me to half wig. Oh my God. <laughs> Me and Nicolina got stories to tell you about Halfwigs, but literally that's for another podcast, yeah. But she introduced me to Halfwigs, and then that's when I started kind of going natural because the Halfwig that we used to wear, I think it was called, oh, she's gonna kill me. I think it was called H seven thirty or H seven zero three or something like that. But we used to wear like this curly Halfwig, and obviously in order for you to wear the Halfwig, you needed your hair out. I stopped perming my hair, but um. Obviously, the ends of my hair was straight, whilst the roots of my hair was curly. So, literally, it looked like a hot mess. But then, um, I think it was after I got pregnant. Actually, no, before I got pregnant with my son, I decided to stop um, perming my hair. So, for the ones who actually joined me on my other podcast, which is my pregnancy story, 
Um, I had my son really young. So I had my I got pregnant when I was 17, but I had my son when I was 18. So they normally say that when you're pregnant, you shouldn't perm your hair, you shouldn't do any chemicals or something like that because it goes into the baby or whatever they say. So then I actually said, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to start. Well, was it really a big chop? I wouldn't say it was really a big chop, but then that's when I slowly started cutting the perm out my hair, what was left on my ends. So um, from that, eventually all of it really came out. And I remember the day that I went to the hairdresser, and they literally took the last bit of the perm out of my hair. I was crying because I went to the hairdresser with my hair like in a ponytail, a big bush at the back of my head, and I left on my hair for the time for a hairband. That's how damaged my hair was, and that's how much the perm actually held onto the ends of my hair. So throughout that time, obviously being pregnant, that's when I actually jumped on like this whole um researching on youtube of like healthy hair remedies like what you can do to make your hair grow fast everybody types that in on youtube how to make your hair grow fast and then that's when i actually started researching about um basically healthy hair so the first thing i actually saw on majority of the videos was everybody was basically classing their hair under like a name or a letter so i think it starts from like 2a all the way to like 4c or something like that so that's when I actually, well, to be honest, it was really hard for me to actually know what my hair type was with other people because sometimes I'll be like, oh, my hair looks like her, but her hair was like a 4B, but oh no, my hair looks like her and her hair was a 4A. So it was really completely, it, it was really confusing of what exactly my hair number or letter was or my hair type was. But then doing further more research, a lot of people are just saying that that doesn't actually make any sense. It doesn't exist exactly what your hair type is. Me personally, um, I can't agree or disagree because I actually never got the gist of what my hair type was but when I actually was doing my research and further into it I started to see all natural products so products that had like no sulfate no um what's it called carbon also no artificial colors or basically any of those harmful stuff that basically strips the follicles of your hair strand so then that's when I came up um came across actually actually no it wasn't shame moisture first it was um oh my god I'm really trying to think I think it was Cantu was the first one I came across and then the other one was Hawaiian Sky. So I used to use a Cantu shampoo and then a Hawaiian Sky conditioner. And then that actually really changed my hair a lot, literally. I could actually see the difference. My hair was much shinier. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say softer, but it was more manageable. And then further on to doing my research and looking at other people's reviews and products, that's when I actually um, switched to the Shea Moisture brand. Currently, the Shea Moisture shampoo that I'm using is the Jamaican Black Pastor Oil shampoo and conditioner but from before i was just using the original one i think the original one is coconut and hibiscus but that's when i just started using all natural products and i thought oh yeah these would be perfect for my hair and at the same time i wasn't actually seeing any hair growth so obviously like i said the first thing that everybody types into youtube is how to make my hair grow long do you know what i mean everybody does that but i wasn't actually seeing any hair growth so then i started to say to myself maybe there was something that I wasn't doing for my hair so I actually started to look deeper into it and then that's when I found out about um basically you have to start moisturizing your hair there was different methods of how you can moisture your hair so you can either use the lock method or the LCO method so the lock method is liquid oil and um cream which is known as, which is obviously moisture and then the LCO is obviously liquid cream and oil method of how to obviously moisture your hair so what I started to do is I started every hairstyle um, that I did, I would wet my hair with liquid first and then I maybe I might seal it with um, the cream and then I'll do it with the oil or I'll do reverse or vice versa or however I felt that day. 
when you've got afro hair, your hair obviously when water touches it, it starts to shrink and it does it does get manageable in a sense, but it does tangle up. So what I started to do is I started to buy tanglers. Guys, I'm telling you, the amount of money I spent on products, and I think a lot of females can actually relate. When you go into a hair shop, you might only go in there for gel, and then you'll be leaving with a £50 receipt, and you don't even know what you've bought. Literally, you'll look in your bag, and there's only, like, three products. So I literally went through a lot of um, detanglers and a lot of moisturisers. But back then, again, like I said, I only just started researching. So I used to buy a lot of cream moisturisers, and I actually wasn't woke to know that there was actually um, liquid based ones. So I bought a lot of cream ones and I found that the products were very clumpy on my hair or they weren't going into my hair. So then more research into it, then I switched to liquid ones. And then I found, okay, liquid ones are good, um, but I'm still not getting the results that I want. And then as I got older, so this is probably about a year and a half ago, a year ago, I actually started to notice that one of the sides of my hair, so my right side, was shorter than my left side so when i actually researched they say it's normally the side that you sleep most on the ends of my hair on my right hand side was completely different to the ends of my hair on my left hand side so the ends of my hair on my left hand side are quite straight they're stretched i don't need to put any heat to it in order to stretch it when it comes to my right hand side then even when i put heat to it they're very um, crispy. Noticing that the right hand side of my hair was, um, like I said, the ends are a bit more crispier. What I did is I started researching how to basically stretch your hair naturally. So one of the first things that you will see when you're researching about hair videos, how to grow your hair or have healthy hair, they will always say minimal heat or no heat. That's what they would normally say. So what I was doing, I was using no heat whatsoever because I used to use heat like no one's business. Like I said, I used to use hot combs. It wasn't the electric hot comb that you plug into the wall. It was the one that you put on the cooker top. Yeah, <laughs> I used to use that one. And obviously, you turn it up too high, you put it on your head. Then sometimes it was peak because sometimes your hair will come up in a hot comb. And I looked at um, natural ways of how to stretch, um, stretch your hair, which obviously didn't involve heat. So one of them was um, flexi rods. So I remember on Amazon, I bought a whole, it was either on Amazon or eBay, I bought a whole bunch of flexi rods. I'll try to explain it as best as I can, um, but I would advise you to go on YouTube. So basically it's like this um, foam cylinder, sh long shape um, thing. It could be in blue, it could be in pink. Depending on the thickness that you want your curls, they do come in different colours, but my one was blue. And then basically the foam is on a wire. And the wire is connected by two little white, um, I would say, caps on it. So basically, you wrap your hair around the foam, and then um, you would basically bend the ends of the foam to basically hold your hair in. And that is supposed to be a natural way to stretch your hair. And then obviously, it also gives you curls as well, which is also a benefit. So I did flexi rods for a bit. Um, other than flexi rods, I did the normal sanded way where you would just plait your hair and basically tie up in a scarf, and then it would stretch. The only thing with plaiting my hair was that in the morning to comb it out oh my god it was it was a task it was a task to comb up my hair but i did flexi rods for a bit and i really like the style of flexi rods because i did also try the wash and go so for some of you who are actually on a hair journey you may do the wash and go for me personally i never got the gist of doing the wash and go i never got a gist of doing um i did a twist out before which was fine but i see some other um influencers and some youtubers what they would do is they would do like a a twist kind of cane row and then do their hair like that and then when they wake up in the morning they've got these luxurious curls like they're on a freaking herbal essence oh yes advert that never happened with me my hair was looking like frankenstein 
So that never worked. And at the same time, guys, is when you're on a hair journey, you will try many, many, many different things until you actually find what actually works for you. And at the same time, like I said, it goes with actually researching. And you know what? It is trial and error. You have to try all these products in order to find what is the best one for you. So anyone that's on a hair journey, and if you may think, oh my God, this podcast is going to help me like find how to grow my hair, find how to um, get healthy hair ASAP, no, it most likely won't. I'm just telling you what I did and what's currently working for me. And then hopefully you can take it into suggestions and it can just be another product or a few products on your list of products. Yeah, that's when I tried the natural ways of how to stretch my hair. Unfortunately, I noticed, as I said, when I got older, I noticed that my hair was getting drier. I don't know if it's because of the weather, because obviously for the ones in America, I am from England, if you cannot tell my accent. The weather in England is just really, really, really messed up. One minute it's damp, one minute it's warm, one, but majority of the time it's cold and it's raining. So the weather has a lot to do with my, basically, my hair state. My hair will go very frizzy if it's not the correct condition. So that's when I actually started to research even more and I was like, you know what, okay, my hair is really dry. And again, like I said, when I was using the cream um, moisturizers, so let me tell you the difference with the cream moisturizer and the liquid moisturizer obviously liquid is liquid based and obviously cream is like like a creamy like thicker texture thicker consistency now when i was actually using the cream it did moisture my hair very good but what i noticed is that products were actually sitting on top of my hair with the liquid i noticed that obviously products was actually seeping into my hair but it was basically drying out my hair very much more quicker so when I actually did, again, a little bit more research into it, that's when I started learning about the porosity level. So your hair has two different porosity levels. It's either high or it's low. So porosity is basically how quickly your hair basically absorbs in moisture. So how you do a porosity test, guys. So there's many different ways of how to do it. Again, I'm only going to give you one way that I did. There's many different ways you can go on YouTube and actually look. So the one way that I did is that you would get like either a glass cut, but it has to be glass, obviously you can see. Um, I wouldn't say rip out a piece of your hair, but when you're combing your hair, if your hair obviously does shed a little tiny bit, take one strand of your hair and put it in the water. So you will immerse it in the water a little tiny bit. So don't dip it in the water. Just basically place it on the water, but make sure it's immersed. Now, if it sinks down to like the middle to the bottom, that means you have high porosity hair. So your hair obviously soaks in the um, water. And if it doesn't, if it sits at the top, it means you have low porosity hair. Now, what I actually noticed um, when I was actually doing a bit more research on videos is that some people have two different levels of porosity in their hair. So let me explain actually really quickly. So if you have two levels of porosity in your hair, it can either be if you have highlights in your hair. So obviously if your hair is bleached, it is obviously stripped. So it, if it's stripped, it's more likely to take in moisture. So if you actually take, let's just say you've got um, highlights at the front of your hair but not the back, you're probably the front of your hair will be more likely to be high porosity because it is stripped. So when you place that in the water, most likely it will sink down to the middle of the bottom. And then when you do your back, which is your natural hair, depending on if you have natural high porosity, then yes, it will go down to the bottom. But if you don't have high porosity hair and you have low porosity, it may sit at the top. So when I tested my hair, first time I left the hair in the water for five minutes, and then I left the hair in the water overnight and my hair was low porosity, like really bad low porosity. It was kind of like folding on top of the water. It was really, really, really crazy. And even when I tried to dip it to try and immerse it into the water, my hair just wasn't having it. It wasn't having it whatsoever. So I have low porosity hair. So again, 
further into research with the um, LCO and the LOC method, like I was saying to you guys, is that there are different ways of how to use that method with your prosthesis of your hair. So it's recommended if you use the if you have high prosthesis hair, you should use the LCO, which is the liquid cream oil, and the LOC method, which is the liquid oil cream. But they normally recommend that the LOC method, which is the liquid oil cream, will work better for your hair. Now, I know saying that you're probably thinking, oh, well, you've already told us two methods, the LOC and the LCO. Well, you've said high prosthesis for the both of them. There is two more methods. So the other two methods are LC and LO methods. So Technically, it's kind of like the same as the lock oil and cream and the lock cream and oil, but it's just shortened. So you will only use the liquid and cream or you can use a liquid and oils. So with your hair being low porosity, it is known that moisture doesn't actually sink into the strands of your hair. So if you use the liquid and cream method and the liquid and oil method, it's supposed to improve the chances of moisture actually going into the strands of your hair in order to have healthy hair. So with liquid and oil, again, when you're styling your hair, you might want to style your hair with water. So for me, I have a water bottle, which I spray my hair with, and then I might want to seal it in with either oil, which is LO, or with cream, which is obviously a moisturizer, which is a thicker consistency, which is LC. So with knowing that information, what I started to do is when I um I actually bought these little spray balls. You can get them from the hair shop, I think, for like a pound fifty or something like that. So I have two um well I have two water bottles, but I'll tell you why I have two water bottles. My first one is obviously for water. So what I'll do is I'll put water in it. Now, the water is to be honest, it's completely up to you what type of water you want to use. You want to use tap, you want to use bottle, you want to boil it from the kettle, you want to use full water. It is completely up to you. I know everybody has their different preferences of what, about what type of water they like to use on their hair. But me, I'm just simple. Like, um, I just, if I have time, then I'll obviously boil the kettle. When that cools down, I'll boil the kettle water in it. If I don't have time, then boy, it's coming straight from the tap. Yeah, the government water. And then I will use an oil. So from before, I used to use um, argan oil, but then I did a little bit of research, which I'll tell you about in a couple of seconds. But now I use apricot oil. So I actually did this big whole research of if you have low porosity hair, what is the best oil for you? So the best oils for low porosity hair, if I can remember off the top of my head, is peppermint oil, olive oil, apricot oil. Something saying to me tea tree, but I'm not 100% sure, but you can Google and it will tell you what oil is the best oil so it's basically thin consistency oils so stuff like argan oil which is actually quite thick you shouldn't use that on low porosity hair because it will just sit on top of your hair it won't actually seep in so the best one that i found is apricot oil it smells nice and um literally it has done wonders for the right side ends of my hair so i actually really like that um another thing is you need a routine so um that's another thing that i researched so with me and boy with me i used to wash my hair like um how often did i wash my hair i think i used to wash my hair like just gonna sound bad once every six weeks literally because when i, I don't know if it's when you grow up in a caribbean household or it's just the area that you grew up in but everyone says like your hair grows less when it's dirty and i was finding that i was finding that my hair was actually grow more when it was dirty so I actually stretched my wash day to like six every six weeks but now we've actually doing more research I actually realized that you actually need to wash your hair once a week so now I wash my hair once a week I have that wash day um actually before I actually understood the porosity levels of my hair what I actually um researched as well was the whole protein so how to make your own organic mask for your hair so I used to make this um 
what I used to. I still make it, but now I know with low porosity hair, you should not use any protein because more protein will make your hair dry. So before I actually knew that, I used to make um, a homemade hair mask, which consisted of avocado. So I used to use a whole avocado, two eggs, two tablespoons of mayonnaise, and um, a cap full olive oil. So when I mean a cap full, it wasn't the metal cap, it was like a plastic cap full. So you know, it was quite it was quite deep. Um, if you're going to measure it by a metal, I think it's about two and a half of those or three of those. So obviously measure up to one of the plastic cap full. But I used to do that. I used to put that in my hair and have it in my hair overnight and then wash out my hair. That method, to be honest, works best if you have um, curls and if you wear your hair out in curls. Like I said, I don't wear my hair out in curls, reason being because my curls on the first day look amazing. But then the second day, I'd be looking like Franken Weenie. So... I'm not going to be out here looking at Frankie Winnie at all. So I actually don't wear curls outside. But that was a method that I did. Um, again, I did make the mistake. Um, the first time I actually put it in my hair overnight, it was fine. The second time I put it in my hair overnight, my hair was really dry. And when I actually researched, I actually realized when you have low porosity hair, you shouldn't actually do a protein treatment for no longer than 30 minutes. So again, with doing that research about protein treatment, because I know I I knew my hair needed a little bit of protein because it was it was quite weak and it was quite brittle. I actually stumbled on rice water. So for anyone who's listening to this podcast and knows what rice water is and has probably been screaming rice water to me throughout this whole podcast, don't worry, girl. I tried it. I tried rice water. Yeah. So with rice water, how it works is that you will either get um. It depends on what the measurement is. I think I use a cup full of rice, a two cup full of water, um, and I put it in a glass, kind of like, um, what's it called? Oh, God, what's the glass called? It's the glass, guys. So for my Caribbean people out there, you know the glass that your grandma used to soak the fruits for the rum cake? One of those sealed sealed ones with the metal lock lids. It's like a seal. I don't know what it's called, but for the ones you know I'm talking about, I use one of those. So what I did is I put the rice and the rice water in it, and then I let it ferment. So what ferment means, or you might hear the term fermented rice water, is if you leave it over a period of time. So again, because I'm the type of person, when I actually hear something new about hair, I'm not going to lie, I don't go into it straight away. I just get two hats. So as soon as I learned about rice water, the first thing I did is go into the cupboard and get my bag and measure it out and let it ferment. And it actually go further into it to actually know that people with low porosity hair, you shouldn't ferment your water for no longer than eight hours. I was watching all these videos that you need to ferment your rice water for about 24 to 48 hours. Even one girl, one American girl was like, yeah, I, I ferment my water like five days. So I fermented my water like an idiot for three days. And guys, I actually tell you this as a disclaimer. So when you actually ferment your water and you do open up the um, little sealed glass cap lid or whatever you keep your water contained to ferment it, it does have a smell to it it has like a god i keep saying poop but i'm being honest with you it has like a really strong like poop type of i don't know like like your like you see when your brother poops it has like, literally it has one of those smells to it so i have watched some videos of some people what they would do is they might put a little bit a few drops of peppermint oil a few drops of lavender oil or rose water to make it smell at least at least you can take the smell because it is quite a strong smell if you cannot take strong smells and i put the water into my other spray bottle and i use that on my hair i didn't have any breakage or anything like that but with no knowledge i know now Anytime I make rice water, I don't let it ferment no longer than eight hours. But at the same time, 
even though my hair is low porosity and your hair might be low porosity too, our hairs are still completely different. So you may be able to take more than eight hours, but me personally, I find that the eight hours works amazing for me. But with the rice water, it has a vitamin E. So normally when you take all these tablets like folic acid and stuff like that to make your hair grow, um, rice water has the vitamin E in it. So actually, if you apply it to your actual scalp, imagine the benefits that your hair is getting straight away. Remember, when you take a tablet, well, when you consume it, it takes a long time for it to actually release into your body. With using the rice water directly to your hair and to your scalp, it obviously gives the vitamin E and other benefits as well. But I actually found it very good. As soon as I used it, funny enough, I had about half amounts of shedding. So when I comb my hair, I actually find, I wouldn't say a lot of shedding, but anytime I comb my hair, I always find hair in it. When I actually used the rice water, it was half of that. So instead of there being probably about five or six strands of hair, there was only about two. So which was really good. Um, really good with the rice water but yeah um, another thing is when I did the rice water I was using it every week again because I'm low porosity hair I actually saw the disadvantages of using it every week my hair was basically going back dry again so now I will only do that about once a month and then I'll do my avocado hair mask if once a month but sometimes I'll push it to once every six to eight weeks with using the rice water and everything like that like I said again I did notice my hair was losing shine so again i was doing more research guys i'm a professor when i was i was doing more research and then i stumbled on a girl's instagram her name is shanae so i am actually going to be doing a review on this product um very soon so shanae is um one of the cast members from the new back chat uncensored she is also a model as well she's a very beautiful girl she actually started to make her own hair oil so i think she was um experiencing issues with her daughter's hair and then she decided to make her own hair slime named after her daughter um excuse me if i pronounce her name wrong i think it's celia celia's hair slime excuse me if i pronounce her name wrong but she um made her own hair slime and then i was ba i've basically been watching it for weeks i've been seeing different people's testimonies and when i've been seeing the results of people's hair and also her hair itself it's obviously a tall man never bl blames his tools you get what i mean so she has been trying out her own product showing her results and her hair has been amazing she went to help her out and curl so it got to the point where it was last week i said you know what i need this product i need to buy this product so i purchased this product and i've actually used this product for about a week now and my hair is on fleek literally everything that she says on her instagram it makes your hair softer more manageable it's done all of that guys i put it in my hair at least i wouldn't say actually i actually put it in my hair so when i mean put it in my hair i actually let it touch my scalp and everything like that probably once every three days because like i said i've got low porosity hair so it does take a while for the oil to sink in but after using it for about a week i've had to use it like every night every night what i will do is i'll plait my hair into four sections i'll put a little bit extra on the right hand side of my hair and literally the ends are so much better i've never used a product like that it is amazing so right now what my routine is for my hair is that i'll wash my hair once a week so i use my um jamaican castor oil i'll use my shampoo i will also deep condition my hair with that same shampoo so my mom's got one of these old school steam hacks guys literally be looking like some granny shower cap where i put it over my head and i kind of push up the string and i turn it on high so i'll probably deep condition my hair probably for about 45 minutes if it's the night time i'm not gonna lie guys i fall asleep i fall asleep with my hair and i wake up in the morning and wash it out after that um if it is the night time and obviously i do wash it out in the night time then 
what I do is I apply her hairstyle to my hair. And then again, I'll plait my hair in about four or eight sections, depending on how wet my hair is. So I'll put it on four or eight sections. And then I'll just put my scarf over it and go to sleep. Literally, I just let my hair air dry. Because like I said, I'm on this new thing again where I'm not using any heat to my hair whatsoever. Um, after I put the hair sand on my hair, I'll plait it, wake up in the morning. My hair is shiny as ever. It's so manageable. My hair is, I wouldn't say 100% stretched, but my hair is stretched. It is manageable. And um, I can literally put it into any style. Her product, it doesn't clog up on your scalp or anything like that. Literally, it seeps into your scalp, into your hair follicles, and it makes your hair much shinier. So for anybody who, who is actually looking for oil to actually do that to their hair, I would say please follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is Sinead. And I will be doing a podcast review after, um probably next week or the week after, about two to three weeks of using it. I will be doing a podcast about it as well. I've gotten permission from her to do a podcast on it. So I'll be doing a podcast and I'll also be posting a review on my website because literally I swear by her product. Her product is amazing. I even use it in my daughter's hair as well. And my daughter's hair, literally, she's two years old. She goes to nursery. There'll be tangerine in her hair. There'll be sand. There'll be everything. So it's using the product in her hair. Her hair's been so soft and it's been manageable. It's literally, it's been a godsend. But that is the routine that I use now guys so literally coming up to the end of this podcast the only thing I can really say to everyone is you need to choose a routine that works for you you are going to be researching so much things and ladies you are going to be getting really frustrated because I got so frustrated I was kind of like oh my god my hair is not going to grow or not be how it used to be when I was younger it's not going to be long it's not going to be healthy I don't know what to do and you really feel like giving up and going back to those old products like Tresemme, all the ones that had actually the um bad things for your hair. I will say, guys, keep going. At the end of the day, it's trial and error. Like I said, I have now found products that actually work for me, and I actually found a routine that works for me. And like I said, um, it's all about using natural products, but at the same time, you need to research what is best for your hair. Like I said, I've just recently also started using apricot oil as well. I didn't even know apricot oil existed. So what I would advise is for the ones who are actually looking for something to moisturize their hair, regardless if you're going to do the lock method or the LCO method or the LC or the LO method, depending on the porosity of your hair, check up what oils are best for your hair. The next time you go to the hair shop, they're normally located at the back of every hair shop on like a row, probably like on the row across from the black plaster oil. Look on the row of oils and actually see what one is best for you. And then actually just go from there and then research. But the main thing I would say, ladies, is a routine. You need a routine for your hair if you want your hair to actually um, be healthier. I wouldn't even say grow. To be honest, when your hair is healthy, then your hair will grow. But right now with my current hair length of my hair journey, I am happy with the length that my hair has gone back to now. So I've got a big old puff on my head. I'm really happy with it. But again, yes, I do want my hair to go a little tiny bit longer. So my goal is um collarbone length. I don't really want it too long. That's the thing. I don't really want my hair too long, but I would like it at collarbone length. Right now, my left side is there, but I do need my right side to catch up on. And like I said, that's the side that I sleep most on. And, um, well, it says online it's supposed to be scientifically proven that that's why that side is not as long is because it's the side you sleep mostly on um how i am trying to tackle that before i end this podcast is i actually massage my hair five minutes a day so like i said to you now because um 
the hairline has worked wonders for my hair. I actually have to apply it in my hair every night. So literally, even when I finish this podcast, guys, I'm going to put some hair slime in my hair. And I'm going to massage it into my hair. I massage it into my hair for about five minutes a day. I know some people sit down there and like, raw, you sit down there and massage your hair for five minutes. Five minutes is a long time. You know what? It works wonders. When you massage your hair, you stimulate the hair follicles and it makes blood um, flow to your scalp. So that also helps with um, hair growth if anyone is actually looking to grow their hair. But yes, guys, I hope this podcast works for you. Like I said, my end goal is to have um, the whole of my hair equal to at least collarbone length and then we can go to armpit length. But to me, I'm not trying to go for anything over crazy because they normally say the older you get, it's nicer when you have shorter hair. Again, it's everybody's preference, but I'm not trying to go over crazy on this length of my hair. Also, another thing is protective styling. So I've already stated in this podcast that um, I used to do flexi rods. I'll do flexi rods now and again. The only thing is, yes, it is very time consuming. And obviously, the longer your hair grows, it's quite, it's a long time. It's very time consuming to do. Again, I have also stated that washing goes and different things like that. Um, it didn't suit me and I never really got the hang of it so I don't do that but the one thing I have learned is you don't manipulate your hair so much so in a sense don't have it in 10 different hairstyles a week keep to like a minimum of about three to four hairstyles obviously if you're gonna have braids then obviously have your braids if you're gonna have a sew-in then have your sew-ins but don't manipulate your hair too much because obviously if you pull on your hair too much, that will obviously encourage your hair to obviously pull away from the hair follicles and obviously breakage. And that's one thing that we do not want is to have breakage. So me personally, I only wear my hair in two hairstyles. And I know some of you thinking, girl, really two? Yes, now two. Actually, no, tell a lie, not two. Well, hmm, what can I really say? I do wear it in two hairstyles, like my own hair so for instance i'll either have my hair in an updo or i'll probably slick my hair i'll part it do a nice side parting and then i'll slick my hair around to the back and then that bun i'll either have to the left to the right or directly at the back of my hair so those are the only two hairstyles i do um i don't really get sew-ins anymore i do not because i noticed that when i was getting sew-ins it would break my hair anytime i took it out i had loads of hair in my hand and it wasn't really it wasn't a nice thing to go through. I don't do braids anymore. I'm scared of doing braids because after I had my daughter, I did experience postpartum shedding and it got really bad to the point where secretly, well, it's not even a secret because if my friends are hearing this, they're going to know. After I had my daughter and I had the postpartum shedding, I developed like a bold patch in the front of my right side of my hair. And again, like I said, my right side is already shorter. So imagine how long it took to grow back. So I was trying to do every single hairstyle to cover it. It was just really bad at that time. But luckily, obviously that was two years ago. It's grown back fully now. But yeah, I only do my hair in two hairstyles. Um I do have a wig. So when I have time I obviously put on the wig but I rarely have any time to put on my wig. And again, I love off my half wigs. Big up again to my friend Nicolina. So um, when I have time, I'll go down to wood green because wood green is the only place that do the half wigs that I like. So I'll go down to packs of wood green and do a half wig. But yeah, that's the one thing that I've learned. Always keep your hairstyles to a minimum. Don't manipulate your hair too much. But yes, guys, I hope everyone enjoyed this podcast and we will see you soon in the next. Also, before I go, so this Sunday just gone, we went to the 90s baby live show event. The event was amazing. Literally, it was really, really, really good. Um, 
For those who don't know, the 90s Baby um, show is actually a podcast by Fred and by Temi. They're amazing guys. So if you guys don't follow them now, make sure you follow them on Instagram. They also post visuals as well with their podcast. So make sure you add them up on YouTube. So I will be releasing a review um, by next week. And I'll also be releasing a promotional video. So please follow our Instagram and our YouTube page. Again, it's at Baby's Podcast or at Baby's Podcast with Benita. You can also find us on iTunes, guys. Come on, please sign up and listen to us on iTunes, which is at Baby's Podcast. Um, same with SoundCloud, which is at Baby's Podcast with Juanita. But all this information will be in the description box of the podcast. But guys, I will see you very soon. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions for me, or if you want me to touch on any topic, please DM me on Instagram or please go to our website, which is www.baileyspodcast.co.uk. Please subscribe because if you subscribe, we'll be sending out newsletters to all of our subscribers if we get enough. And um, please just stay in contact. If you have any questions, you can contact me via the website or you can DM me on Instagram. So guys, we'll see you in the next podcast. Peace and love. Enjoy the week. And yeah, guys, we'll see you very soon. Bye. You're tuned into Bailey's podcast with Monique on the baby. You're tuned into Bailey's podcast with Monique on the baby.